Welcome to the Confident Retirement Podcast. Is doing the most important things alone a good idea? How comfy are you with your choices when it comes to life's biggest decisions? What is real peace of mind with financial confidence and how can you get it? Chris Fleming and Mark Peachy are the founders of LPF Advisors in Sarasota, Florida. On the show, they bring together the best and brightest minds to share with you how to have a more confident financial picture. They empower listeners with simple, common sense and financial wisdom. And now, here are your hosts from LPF Advisors. Hey, hey, I want to welcome everybody to the Confident Retirement Podcast brought to you by LPF Advisors. I am your host here as always, Chris Flaming. And today I have the honor of Mel Sams appearing on the show. His tax planning practice based in Clearwater, Florida, is dedicated to helping small businesses and individuals with their accounting and tax planning needs. Mel is a member of the American and Florida Institutes of CPAs. In his past life, he attained the Eagle Scout rank, which is no small feat. Mel, thanks for being here and welcome to the show. Thank you, Chris. Thanks for having me. And I only got through Cub Scouts, but what I do remember is you always need to be prepared. That's right. That, right. You learn nothing else. You learn okay. that. You're good. That's right. That is a life lesson. And I have prepared for our session here today. So let's jump in. I'm sure you have a pretty interesting history. So maybe take me through what led you to opening up your own practice. Absolutely. So when I got out of college in 2006, I, I went to work for a large local firm in the Clearwater, you know, Tampa Bay area. And, you know, they were all very smart people and I, and I liked working with them, but they were somewhat stuck in some of the kind of old ways of doing things. And, and, and I learned a lot from them, but I also, you know, throughout the years made notes about, Hey, if, if I, if I was in charge, I, here's how I might've done it differently. And I reached a point where I felt like I had uh, kind of maxed out my, my opportunity there and made the jump. And that was about uh, eight years ago. So, okay. Yeah. No looking back. So if you could go back in time, maybe eight or nine years and give the younger you some advice, something, you know, now that you wish you knew then, what, what do you think that that would be? Well, I think what it would be, you know, specific to accounting, certainly we're, it's no secret that we're losing a lot of people from the profession. There, there have been some recent, you know, Wall Street Journal and other articles talking about that. And we're not even getting people interested or, or, even trying it as they're coming up through school and mm-hmm. because of the bad reputation that we have. So for, for long hours and then not great pay and all the, the other taxis and all the other things. So yeah. I, I would just tell them, Hey, there are so many more dimensions to this than just grinding it out at a desk. I mean, maybe that's a small piece of it, but things are changing. I mean, we've got some good thought leaders that are, that are making changes. Yeah. So, well, you you can also expand to a certain degree kind of your offerings and what your value proposition is. And Correct. That stuff, especially with business owners, especially who might need that year-round stuff. Oh, absolutely. And that's something we saw coming out of the pandemic. You know, we, we got about a half a dozen new service offerings just from what happened in those years and yeah. the needs that suddenly popped up. So yeah. that's absolutely true. So is, is there something that you're especially liking about running a business or owning a business right now? Oh, absolutely. I, what I love about it most is that you never know 
any given day you come in the office, you never know if you're going to get that phone call or you're going to get that email. And, and by that, I mean some opportunity, some new experience, some, like you said, potential to have a new service offering. I mean, those things, they don't happen every day, but yeah. they happen and you never know when it's going to be. That's what keeps it interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's a puzzle piece. So is there is there something that either happened in your life or maybe in your profession that helped you decide on the area of focus for your practice? So I did come from a, a family of you know, we had some farmers and some entrepreneurs, and you know I grew up in Kentucky and in, in rural okay. Kentucky. So so I saw both sides of the coin. I saw the hard work of working a farm, but then I also saw the entrepreneurial side of essentially being the middleman between the farmers and the companies that use their product and, mm-hmm. and family members that did both. And, and I got to see a, a very stark contrast between the two. And and to be very honest, I, I've done both and I, I don't want to do the hard backbreaking work. I think there are better ways. And I think there are efficiencies, especially with today's technology. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm from a farming background, too, in the Midwest and Nebraska. It's interesting seeing how technology is now uh, affecting what they do and making oh, it yeah. more efficient. I was in one of those million dollar combines with where everything's yes. GPS and all that stuff. That's pretty that's pretty sweet. They're unreal. They are unreal. You know, the GPS is running a lot of the, you know, it, it's the planting. The, yeah, it's, all that stuff. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so are, do you think there's some. Um, misconceptions that people have about what you do or what you can accomplish for them when they first come with you? Absolutely. So, you know, I used to do a lot of outreach and and I'd like to get back into doing more of it, but, but I used to do a lot of outreach where I'd go to high schools, I'd go to, you know, colleges, I'd talk to kids that were either considering something in business or kind of going that way. And, and the big question, of course, that I always got was, oh, you got to be good at math to be an accountant. Well, that's not true. That's, a misconception, you know, we have some pretty advanced software tools that do a lot of the math for you, you know, and and that's good because really our time should be spent doing the, you know, what I would call the higher level work. Mm -hmm. And over the years, seeing the needs of clients change. So we've changed right along with them. And I mean, I'm doing things today that 16, 15 years ago when I started, I would have never dreamt I'd be doing as far as things that just needs the clients have. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a, the only thing that's constant is change. That's for sure. That's correct. So, so I know our types of businesses are similar in a lot of ways. Um, I'm often helping people discover or showing them or shining a light on what their blind spots are from a right. financial planning standpoint. So what, what do you think may be the most overlooked areas or blind spots that you see when it comes to the clients that you serve? Something they're not aware of or, you know, they that they need to be, but they weren't even thinking about. Well, I, I think it's a given, as you said, the one thing that's constant has changed. I mean, we have changes every year to our tax code. There, there may not be some major sweeping legislation like we had in 2018 or, or like we had back in 2005, but we have nuanced changes every year, no matter what. 
And and I think there are are many blind spots in there. Some are big, some are little. You know, for example, one of the big things we're dealing with right now, and, and it's consuming a lot of our time, which is great, is we're helping businesses determine if they qualify for the employee retention tax credit. You know, mm. that's that's one of the hot buttons right now. Yep. You're getting it from the radio, TV, email. It's all over the place, cold calls yeah. and companies saying, hey, come get this free money. I mean, it's a little more complicated than that. Always. It always is. But, you know, this is one where one out of every three people that call us say, hey, my accountant told me I didn't qualify or, or my accountant told me I don't waste your time or or I didn't know. I didn't know. My accountant didn't didn't know about. It. Yeah. You know, they basically said, call one of those TV, internet companies and let them do it. So, you know, we're seeing multi-million dollar checks coming back to some people. So I would consider that a huge blind spot where that's money that you're justly entitled to and you just have to have the right advice to get it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I know that part of your focus of your practice is small businesses. So I'm curious, what what are some of the unique challenges maybe that they face when it comes to taxation and the planning that you have to do proactively for them, where maybe an individual doesn't have to worry about? Absolutely. That's a great question. So a lot of small business owners are in this very vulnerable spot. and, And I consider it vulnerable because let's just say, well, let me back up a little bit. When you look at the fact, and the last time I checked, it was something like 70% of the employees in America worked for small businesses, like less than 500 or 1,000 employee businesses. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the misconception may be, oh, everybody works for Amazon and Walmart and Microsoft and these humongous corporations. That's not the case. Mm-hmm. So, Small business is definitely the heartbeat and the the fuel of America that keeps it going. But when you're a small business owner and you've got two, three, four employees or maybe a little bit more, you know, you're faced with you have to wear so many hats. You're wearing your your legal hat, your HR hat, your you know, you have to understand the accounting and the numbers. You have to get out in the field. You have to do you know, you have so many responsibilities coming at you. And at the end of the day, just in my opinion, I think the tax code definitely hits pretty hard or can hit pretty hard on those small business owners. They tend to be paying a higher effective rate than than a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for us, the key is just making sure that we get every deduction we can, make sure we take every advantage we can. It's it, very rarely is there like a, a grand slam home run that they just missed. But oftentimes we can hit four singles and you know still get a run. And that's how we approach the small business owners. Okay. I know there's a lot of proactivity that goes into it. You can't yes. just gather all the documents at the end of the year and then hope to make a huge impact because at Correct. that point it's probably too late. So I'm curious, kind of switching gears, maybe are there any experiences you've had working with clients? It could be individuals or maybe businesses that kind of made you really aware of the positive or negative impact of doing something proactively, planning proactively. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I can think of one very extreme example that comes to mind right away. But, you know, first, I would just say to that, that 
the the way we combat that issue is that when my clients sign on with us, they're committing and agreeing that they're going to meet with me at least four times a year. Now, now that doesn't have to be coming to my office in Clearwater. Yeah. That could be a Zoom or a phone call or I go to them or whatever works. But and I hear it all the time. People say, oh, we don't need to meet this quarter because nothing's really going on. Well, yeah. even if we have 15 minutes together, I lay you money that at least one good thing, suggestion or opportunity will come out of that conversation. Just put our heads together. So I can think of a particular client who had run into some troubles in his business. It was a medical in the medical industry. And he found himself in a very deep hole with the IRS and in the middle of litigation with his business partner and his attorney brought me in long after a lot of these things had happened. And when I started looking at his business, uh, there there was a particular deduction at the time that I knew he would qualify for, but on the surface, it would not seem that this type of business would, would meet the criteria. So, yeah. so I talked to the attorney, I said, Hey, look, we need to pursue this. We need to do some, you know, amended returns, get everybody on board. We did. So so the guy, he, he owed him about a, about a million bucks to the IRS. And when the dust settled, he ended up with about 200000 in his pocket and his debt wiped out with the IRS and money to settle with his partner. So that's a case where I look at that and say, you know, yes, I got involved very late in the game, was able yeah. to pull something off real quick, but... I could give you a thousand examples of where when we're ahead of the curve, yeah, you know, we're not finding a grand slam like that, but we're hitting those four singles every time and yeah. there's no surprises. Right. Yeah. Planning for the possibilities, the eventualities, talking through those things and then what you're Absolutely. Going to do. Yeah. Okay. So let let maybe let's switch gears a little bit, Mel. I'm I'm curious outside of your practice, is there something that you're really passionate about personally? Absolutely. So I have three children of, of varying ages. Um, I, I love getting to spend time with them. My oldest daughter is 19. She's in the Navy. So she's off there doing doing some pretty cool stuff. Um, my two little ones are seven and three. So mm -hmm. they, you know, and, and to the reality of it is my family has sacrificed a lot for, for me in this business, in this profession. I mean, the there, there were the tax seasons all those years and um, a lot, a lot of sacrifice. So, so yeah. I, I focus on them first and foremost and, and just get my, you know, my downtime with them. But beyond that, I, I'm an avid hunter. I enjoy uh, taking uh, at least maybe one hunting trip every year and sitting out in nature in the quiet, yep. the, the calm and, and just uh, kind of being with my thoughts. So yeah, that's my, there aren't a lot of those, there aren't a lot of those opportunities anymore in our world. No. You have to be really, uh, Oh, what do you call it? You have to be proactive and planning that stuff. Intentional. Yes. You got to be yes. intentional in that. There you go. If you're going to make that happen. Yeah, Indeed. that's cool. So let's switch gears a little bit back to the business. I'm curious what you consider to be maybe your biggest opportunity going forward. Something you're really exciting about um, for your practice. Yeah. So one of the things that I'm most excited about right now, and this dovetails right back into what I mentioned about the the exodus from public accounting and from accounting in general. So just to set the stage in, in 2022, 
uh, we believe that we lost around 17% of our overall accounting. Wow. Workforce. Wow. Yeah. Okay. okay. Huge. And a lot of it was people who just uh, threw up their hands and said, Hey, I'm, this isn't for me. It's too right. tough. It's this or that. And, and then someone's retirement, you know, we have mm-hmm. a very, you know, more advanced a median age in our profession. But um, one of the things that, was actually introduced to me by a client of mine was uh, they were responsible for doing a lot of accounting and, and different things as part of their business and the services they offered. And they were using a firm over in India to do a lot of that for them. And this is going back six or seven years. I was working a lot with my client here and got introduced to this company uh, through them and started doing some things with them directly myself. And that sort of materialized into doing a lot of things with them. And, And by things, I mean, you know, they would take on data manipulation projects or data entry projects, or if certainly if a client had a need to, to do a software conversion or something of that, you know, and it, and it all ties into accounting. So that worked well, but there, there were still some issues I saw with, with it. It wasn't perfect. So about uh, two years ago, one of the managers we worked with through this company, he reached out to me, he was leaving, he was going to work for a competitor and, and wanted to see if maybe I would consider coming to talk to them. And I said to him, well, Hey, let's, why do that? Let's just open up our own office mm-hmm. and just cut out the middleman, so to speak. And and we can do these things. You can support me here and, and just kind of see where it goes. Well, it's that company has grown significantly and, and we've, we've now got about 25 employees and we're hiring more and we're starting to offer our services to other CPA firms and, and accountants okay. around the country. So the exciting thing about that to me is, the, you know, the, one of the biggest issues I hear from other accountants and CPAs right now is, hey, I'm getting so much demand for my services, but I just, I don't have the capacity. I don't right. have the supply yeah. because we can't find staff or we're burnt out or, you know, all those things. So now we're able to offer them that extra capacity to where they can take on those other things mm-hmm. and serve their clients better. So, so I'm really excited to see how that materializes. It's uh, I, I was just over there a couple of weeks ago uh, in India, you know, at our office and and just a lot of energy, a lot of excitement. So that's cool. my number one thing for 2023. Yeah. All right. I like that. We're varying our income streams. That's good. Now on the flip side of that, what do you see as your biggest challenge or obstacle? Uh, for your business right now, something so, you want to you want to overcome. Yeah, so I think one big obstacle that's probably not just exclusive to us, but that I think a lot of businesses face is just keeping the most efficient uh, processes and and policies in place and keeping everyone at the highest and best use of their time. That's that's an always a moving target yeah. you know and and another challenge is cybersecurity that's that's one of the things that does keep me awake at night and we take lots of steps and spend a lot of money to protect that data that we've been entrusted with but that's to me one of the biggest vulnerabilities that CPA firms face yeah. aside from the labor that we were just talking about mm-hmm. okay yeah i know we not struggle but that's a big topic in our industry too with the cybersecurity having access to all of that sensitive information. Right. You got to take it seriously. It doesn't just happen Absolutely. To, to the big people. 
Okay. So Mel, if people want to learn more about you and your practice or contact you, what's the best way for them to do that? Absolutely. So they can give us a call at area code 727-386-4127. We again are located right here outside of downtown Clearwater and convenient to Tampa and to Sarasota Bradenton area and, and, you know, all points in between in the Tampa Bay area. And, and I would say too, you know, we also work with quite a few folks that aren't even in Florida. You know, I think about 30% of our client base, so they're, they're not even here. Okay. They're in other States, they're in other places. So we, we do not have that geographic limitation. Let's say like attorneys may have where they right. may not be barred or registered in a particular state. You know, we can work across the U S so, uh, but just give us a call and, and then do you guys have a website also? We do. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Our website is sams, S-A-M-S, C-P-A.com. Okay. All right. Easy to remember. All right. Everybody go there to check those out or to, to give them a call. Listen, Mel, I want to thank you for taking the time to be here with me today. It's been a true pleasure to interview you. And I want to thank everyone for listening and watching. Tuning in to the Confident Retirement Podcast brought to you by LPF Advisors, where we hope to raise the retirement and financial confidence of everyday people to another level, one show at a time. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Be well, take care, and we'll see you next time. Thanks, Mel. Thank you, Chris. You've been listening to the Confident Retirement Podcast with Chris and Mark from LPF Advisors. For more information on them and retiring confidently, please visit lpfadvisors.com. If your ears are pleased and your mind is now at ease, do share the program with your friends and subscribe wherever podcasts are found.